Hello and welcome to the Pain Cave. My name is Jay Friedman. I'm your host and I'm very excited to be joined as always by my partner in crime and co-host, the Fulham Flyer, the Shawangunk Express. He is the Leia Yingling to my Leia Organa. Phil Vondra, welcome back to the Pain Cave. What an introduction. Hard to beat that. It's good to be back and getting near to Western States. That's so exciting. It is. It is. And we are here mostly to talk Western states with who better than a former champion of the great race itself, my great boundless colleague and professional ultra runner, Kat Bradley. Welcome back to the Pain Cave, Kat. Woohoo! Happy to be back. Thanks, guys. So happy to have you here. So great to see you in the van there, living, living that, that hashtag van life. That's great. Tonight, we are going to get into a little bit of Western States preview, talk the big race and who we think might stand on the podium. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of uh, the upcoming Broken Arrow Sky Race this weekend. Phil and I, we can delve back into some recent results. And uh, we want to hear about Phil's exploits down in Georgia at Cruel Jewel. But before we get to that, what are we drinking tonight, Phil? Me, uh, I am drinking an athletic brewing free wave. You know, my, my rules since I've, uh, that I've had since I was three years old is uh, no alcoholic drinks on a Monday. <laughs> oh. You needed that one at three years old? Yeah, well, smoking, I decided was no good at two, so. <laughs> I'm going to go athletic as well. I have an athletic upside dawn. So I'm going to crack that one open. Kat, I know you're in the car, but it looks like you're stationary. So what do you got? Yeah, I got a uh, better boots. Um, Ooh, basically nice. the kombucha version of athletic. <laughs> nice. Very well, cool. All right. Don't have to run yet. <laughs> three of us, super healthy. <laughs> had a kale yeah, salad yeah, for uh, dinner in case anyone, uh, and, uh, kale and potato salad for dinner in case anyone was interested. That's good. We should post okay. the recipe in the show notes. Yep. Send it yeah, my way. The recipe is easy. It's potato and kale. You have to fire up your <laughs> pizza oven for that one? Probably not, I guess. It's so easy. So before we get into Western States, let's talk a little bit about Broken Arrow, which is coming up this coming weekend. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, it hopefully will not yet have passed. I, I hope to get this out to you guys before then. But uh, Kat, you're going to be out there at Broken Arrow uh, running the triple, the VK, the 52K, and the 26K. Uh, what are you looking forward to out in uh, in Tahoe? Oh, man. I mean, I've always wanted to do this race. I've like had it on my radar all year. Um I, and I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to mostly having signed up and following through and committing and doing it. Um, <laughs> it's been a while since I've been able to do that since Javelina. And I signed up for Javelina like two and a half weeks before. So like, <laughs> this will be a huge accomplishment. I mean, I'm not there yet. So <laughs> well, you had, yeah, you had some some frustration and disappointment leading into canyons this year where I think it, it seemed like you were primed for a, a good day, too, after you'd had a pretty good winter down in Hawaii and, and then travel just got in the way. Yeah. And, you know, so I would planned to, you know, I spent the winter at home in Hawaii and I planned to travel, um, get there the Wednesday before the race. You know, I was traveling with Shirley, my dog, too, which was the complication why it got so hard to get on another flight um but basically my flight wednesday was canceled my flight thursday was canceled and then i got on a flight on friday and i was still all geared up to race and then i was going in i got on a flight but the only flight that i could get to went to san jose and not to san francisco nice. and i was planning on renting a car driving up 
Um, and then I got, then it was delayed. And then I got in at like 3 a.m. on Friday night and it's a three hour <laughs> drive. And I was literally not even going to make the start if I, <laughs> if I booked it. Um, and yeah, I was pretty primed to, I did like a good 40 mile effort two weeks out. Um, and you know, it, I felt strong. I felt, you know, maybe not in top three shape but certainly in top 10 shape, um, which for, you know, early season race, you know, is good for me when I'm not, you know, gearing towards Western States, my right. goal this year is BC. So it's, you know, right where I wanted to be. And man, just to like have such a stupid thing <laughs> as a flight frustration and to be like powerless in that, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, you know. crazy frustrating. And of yeah, course, I'm sure you uh, had a couple of uh, swear words coming out of points during that <laughs> that whole drama. Oh my <laughs> god, you have no idea. Just like, but after the second flight was canceled, I just like sat on the ground at the Kona Airport and cried for a minute. And then uh, when my flight was delayed, um, my second flight, I so like the the only flight that I could get on was to San Jose. And the funny thing is the only two tickets they had left were two first class class tickets. So naturally <laughs> I was like, fuck it. <laughs> Excuse my language. Hopefully it's okay to swear it's all on good. And um got first class tickets. Then it was delayed. So one it was delayed two hours and I was in the seat and I was like, I'm gonna get drunk. <laughs> no, there's, nothing, there's nothing else left to do <laughs> and i just drank about it and it was so sad but um you know it, it's what i did and now i'm here <laughs> well uh so yeah you're getting ready for for broken arrow and of course it would not be race week in the world of cat bradley without some drama so we see you have uh, the, the listeners can't see but you're you're Hand is all bandaged up there, and unfortunately, you're going to need a cast on your thumb, it sounds like, uh, before the race. But but you're still coming back for the triple, it sounds like. Yep, still coming back. You know, I want to – yeah, I broke it on Monday, last Monday. Um, or was it later? Maybe it was Friday, Thursday or Friday. It must have been. Um, and it got slammed. I was getting out to go for a run, and um, it got slammed in the van door. Oh, God. I know, which like this. You were in a rush to go on that run. Super heavy, <laughs> and so I, I thought it, I was like, oh, it's just like a door; it'll be fine. And I, and I like went all day, and then I went on a run later that evening, or I tried to, and like, oh my God, this is so bad. It, it was like pulsing and throbbing, Ugh. and like, and huge and purple. <laughs> I was like. You know, it was it was like gross and bad. And then I went to the urgent care the next morning, and they were like, "Yeah, you you fucked up." Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but you know, Broken Arrow will be fine. You know, I just am going out for a good day. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, and, and and better than a broken better broken thumb than a, a broken patella, which I know you've raced on before, and a broken pelvis, which you've raced on before. So, you know, this is actually in in the realm of uh, cap rally injuries. This really isn't that bad. I don't Most know what's wrong. On broken bones. <laughs> yeah, um, I I'm hope Google to Guinness one day that pattern. Yeah. Um, not a reputation that I love. <laughs> it's one that's best avoided. I feel. Yeah, why can't I avoid it? So, but, um, 
Kat, this race, uh, Broken Hour, I mean, it's come onto the scene in the last uh, really only four or five years and really has, has attained a, a really, um, you know, uh, import, a place of importance in the, on the domestic scene, uh, attracts a lot of really great athletes. I think part of that is because everyone's just kind of in town with states coming up. And, you know, if you're not running states, you probably still have sponsor obligations and this is a way to get something in. But, you know, the, the fields look even deeper this year than I can remember in the past. Is there something specific that they're doing with outreach to athletes that's getting these fields together? Or is it just, you know, grassroots, word of mouth, great reputation, good race director, that sort of thing? Um, well, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Like it first gained a lot of notoriety. Like when Broken Arrow came on the scene, I was with Solomon and they were Solomon was in this phase of like they were starting the, Bro the Golden Trail series and they wanted to pump a lot of money into Broken Arrow to see if it was going to make the trail series and be competitive enough and good enough and how those worked is they like wanted to establish the race have it gain popularity and then induct it into the trail series instead of like create the race around the trail series so right. you know i don't know how the progression with solomon is i don't even know if it's a sponsor still um, yeah, but no when i was with solomon it was like a broken arrow was a priority and that athlete outreach was crazy solomon was the source of the cash prize um and now, um, I think since then, the cash prize is a big draw. You know, it's a pretty big purse. I think first place is five grand. Right. Um, I think second, uh, early June is like everyone's looking to, everyone's itching to get out. Um, <laughs> there's not really a good, like, short distance season opener. Right. Um, you know, and that's Broken Arrow is just well-timed. And then, yeah, the, the race directors just have a great elite program. They're like, you know, I was super upfront about like, hey, I'm just racing the Triple Crown for fun. And they were like, great, I'm going to put you up. Like, tell me what you need. Um, and that's unique for Broken Arrow. And I think that, like, hospitality, you know, goes really far. Right, um, right. Athletes, so. Yeah, and what's interesting um, this year, I think, is, you know, we've always seen kind of uh, – um, I guess a mix, but I feel like in the past it's been more kind of focused on the sky running aspect of it. And we've seen a lot of shorter distance specialists come and not shorter distance per se, but, you know, um, kind of mountain running folks and, uh, you know, some of the short distance ultra or sub ultra folks. Uh, and this year is a real mix that not not just I mean, we have all those people back again for the most part with, you know, the, the only real glaring exception being Joe Gray. Um, but then a, a lot of longer, you know, 100K and 100 mile uh, specialists such as yourself and Courtney DeWalter is going to be there. Um, you know, uh, Matt Daniels, who, you know, has has 100 mile uh, chops as well. And um, it's it's an interesting mix this year that, that we're seeing both, you know, the longer folks and the shorter folks. And I, I wonder if that's also because, like you said, you're, you're gearing up your big goal is CCC and, and so many other people are now building their seasons around the UTMB festival and this this kind of is like the natural progression i think for if you're going to race totally. if you're going to race europe in august i i think you're so right and i'm just looking at the start list now and like you know almost everyone on the who's not a short specialist is racing ccc or UTMB, or UTMB this right. year yep. um and it's like the oh i see laura fleshman on that there on the 26k mm -hmm. do you know who that is sure so, yeah that interesting yeah um, wow cool um so solomon must be sponsoring it still but i was saying that um there's not a lot of european style mountain races in um 
in the U.S. And I think another good one that's like that is Speedgoat. But like Speedgoat, mm-hmm. if you're sexy like me, like I've re- recognized that Speedgoat's just a touch too close to CCC to like give it a really good effort. Right. Um, you know, um, so I think that's, you know, this is safe to burn the candle um, and, you know, see where you stack up. Right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's totally right. Uh, just looking quickly at the lists uh, for for these races, Cat and or Phil. Anybody uh, you guys pick out as people to watch in any of these races? I mean, Cat, you're in all three. Obviously, um, there's a lot of great talent in in all these races, and people who've been showing some good form in the early season. Patty O'Leary, who uh, just was a runner up at Dipsy and also at a, a Sky Race over in uh, Ireland, um, is on the start list for the VK and I think the 26K as well. We know he's in good form. I saw uh, the defending champ, Allie McLaughlin, is, is going to be running the two short distances as well. Uh, she's somebody I would definitely put my money on um, at, at either of those distances, particularly the VK. Uh, no Joe Gray, but Andy Wacker uh, is going to have to be a contender to, to look at, too. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Max is there. We already know he's in great shape from a couple of great results early this year. And then the, the, the 52K, Seth Ruling, defending champ, uh, that guy has a ton of talent. Um, Eric LaPuma from Vermont has been running well in the early going. Mario Mendoza was second at uh, the Canyons 50K. Uh, and on the women's side, like I said, Courtney's there. Um, uh, Joelle Vaught, a, a name we haven't necessarily seen for a while. Brittany Charbonneau from Denver. Uh, some really, really great names, Kat. You're going to have your hands full. Wow, you're right. I mean, I was just thinking like, oh, the, the Triple Crown, I don't have to be um, competitive. But I'm looking at Allie's <laughs> results right now, and she won the 50K and the VK. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Allie's a beast. Yeah, yeah. She's a yeah, multiple-time U.S. mountain running team member and, and dominates on Pikes Peak every year. So this is right up her, right up her alley. Right up her can alley. She, uh, can she run with a broken thumb? I think Kat's going to have her own division here. I know. Triple pound with broken bone. (laughs) Yep, yep. Well, I don't know. I've never actually been on the course. Do I have to use my hands a lot? Because I told my doctor, I was like, it's just running. Like, uh, I never fall over. There is one section of like stairs or rope near the top, I think, uh, at least near the top of the VK. So you might have to one hand it. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to go. Yeah, that might be an issue. Use your Uh, your teeth. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, my yeah, exactly. Hilarious. Dave Kilgore, I see on the start <laughs> list for the uh, the 26K. More of a road guy, but uh, was top 10 at, at uh, Leadville last year, too. Uh, East Coaster. And I think just got engaged. So uh, congrats to Dave. We'll see how he does wow. out there. Um, all right. Yeah, something to look out for is uh, Tabor Hemming on the, um, I think she's doing the VK and maybe the 26K. I think the 26 as well, yeah. I don't know, but Tabor, uh, yeah, she... Um, I worked for her parents and when I was a raft guide in Kremlin. I worked for their coffee shop when she was in high school. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I worked for them for like two and a half years and watched her uh, high school career just blossom. So I was so happy to see that she got into trail running. Um, her and her brother, you know, too awesome. You know, they're going to, I, you know, soft spot for her, but, you know, she's a very talented athlete. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I see Kimber Maddox is on the uh, the 26k list as well. She just broke the um, she just broke the rim to rim record uh, in in the Grand Canyon 314 for one way. Yep, she is uh, my Brooks teammate, and I lost that. Oh, crown is she running for Brooks now? I didn't know that. Yep, she's running for Brooks. Oh, awesome! Um, 
yeah. So it was so cool because I didn't know she was the team, and I saw my crown on Strava go down. <laughs> um, it got held from when I had the rim to rim to rim. And then uh, I couldn't be too mad since it was a, a Brooks lady. That's awesome. It. And you're, you, you've made no, uh, no secret about the fact that you want that, that FKT back. Oh, my God. I think about it every day. <laughs> Only I can stop breaking myself. <laughs> well, 2017 was the year of no broken bones. And, like, man, it worked out. <laughs> Well, it might be a nice, uh, maybe a nice late October uh, project after after you recovered from CCC. Yeah, I have another project that I'm doing in November. Um, that's on the DL with Brooks right now. Oh, uh, but so I, uh, I would like to do it, but I think I, I don't unless it's beginning of October, late, late September, which I think early October is too hot still. Yeah. Late yeah. Yeah. All right. I digress. Well, I'm excited to hear what that project is going to be. Matt Lipsy's on the start list for the shorter races as well on the comeback trail from an autoimmune disorder and running well. Just won Seven Sisters in, in Massachusetts for, I think, the fourth time. Um, David Sinclair will be one to watch as well. There's so many great names. It's really it's going to be something something special. All right. Let's 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 get on to the main event, Kat, because we don't want to, to take up too much of your time. I know you have a lot of stuff going on. You got to get up to Tahoe at some point this week. So... We wanted to talk a little bit about the big show. Um, this is my favorite time of the year as we get into Western State season and, and start looking at the list. And, and I just, you know, as, as anyone uh, in, my, in our position just loves following along with this race, it's the reason that I got into ultra running in the first place. And, uh, you know, Phil and I made picks for the last few years. And, and you know, this year we're going to talk to somebody who really actually knows what they're talking about. I've been to the race a few times. I've paced, I've crewed, I've done medical. Phil, I think, could locate California on a map, but that's probably about as close as he's been. I but... have been to Napa <laughs> Valley a couple of times and uh, San Francisco. But wow, Kat... that's hilarious. I've never been. <laughs> but Kat, as we, as we said, a former champion of this race, you know this course inside and out, and uh, you know what it takes to win there. So we're going to go through and pick out our top five kind of runners to watch for the podium or, or for the top five uh, women yeah, and I'm men this year. I'm going to do 10 for women, if that's okay. Just because You're going to do 10 for women? Yeah. Good. All right. I can't just do top five for women. Okay. Um, awesome. Awesome. We'll we'll do we'll do top ten for women then if we can. I'm gonna I'll I'll adjust my list here. All right. So let's go. Uh, let's go, should we go ten to one then for the women? Let's go ten starting from your from your tenth spot, Kat. Who do you have? Do the men. First. Oh, you want to do the men first? Okay. She's not she's not quite ready. All right, Phil. Start us off with your top five. We're gonna we'll do top five for the men. We have. Uh, I'm gonna count it up here. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of last year's top 10 are back. But for the first time in a number of years, uh, the defending champion for the men and the women are not going to be on the start line. That's, you know, obviously Jim Wamsley for the men, the, the three-time defending champ. And and Beth Pascal, uh, our good friend and former podcast guest, is uh, not going to be back to defend her title on the women's side. So, you know, this is the first time in several years that the race really seems wide open on the men's side. I mean, in the past, you know, the, the fields are always great. There's always 10 to 15 guys who you could see standing on the podium. But looking at the start list the last few years, it's just impossible to say anything other than it's Jim's race to lose. Uh, so it, it does feel really exciting this year. Uh, you know, I'm going to miss watching Jim, obviously, but it, it is, you know, really exciting to see how this race is going to shake out because, 
not only is Jim obviously the favorite and the three-time defending champ when he steps on the line and the course record holder and everything else, but he also dominates or, or, or dictates the race in a way that most or, or, or not a lot of champions have done in the past. Uh, he runs differently than even somebody like Scott Jurek or, or uh, some of the other great champions in that he, he basically has in the past gone off the front and run a very blistering pace uh, well within his limits for the most part, but has mostly dared people to stay with him and they've, they've done so at their peril. So the race has been really dominated by him, not just in terms of the results, but in terms of the way that it's run. And without him in there, I think a lot of people are going to have to rethink their strategy of how exactly they approach it because they don't have Jim to key off of. And, you know, for the first time in a while, they're not going to have Jeff Browning or Ian Sharman to kind of use as their place markers for the top 10. You know, in the past, for people who wanted to tuck into the back of the top 10 there, you just kind of went where Jeff went or went where Ian went and, you know, took it easy, as easy as you could for the first 40 miles and then just hoped you could hang on to the end. And, and those guys would usually get you there. And those guideposts aren't there anymore either. So it, I think it's going to be really wide open and, and that's going to lead to some exciting racing. So, yeah, like I said, seven of the top 10 back from last year, at least on the start list. I, I don't know that all of them are necessarily running for uh, specifically Drew Holman, last year's uh, third place finisher. I don't know if he is coming back. Do either of you have any sense of where he is in his recovery from his rhabdomyolysis after last year's uh, event? Oh, I, I saw him on the start list. I, ha- yeah, I was under the impression that he was, but I also did notice him on the 26K start list. Ah, um, interesting. So I, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, so I'm uh, not sure where he is either. There are a few names on the men's side that I'm not too sure about. Um, you know, Tom Owens is another one who is targeting UTMB, who rolled over an entry from two years ago, an international entry, is, excuse me, is as of now on the start list for Western states, but his social media feed does not, at least to me, appear like he's in, in the U.S. So I, I don't know that he's going to be there either. Uh, S- Sebastian Spieler is another one that I'm not sure. Again, uh, international rollover, I'm not sure if he's actually going to be towing the start line or not. Well, that changes things. Yes, yes. So I wanted to throw that out there. And we'll have more information. I'm sure you guys uh, listening out there will know by the time this comes out whether or not some of these names will be actually on the line or not. But, uh, you know, we'll do the best we can with what we have. Phil, why don't you start us off here with uh, your – what do you have for your your fifth-place finisher for the men? Fifth place, I have Cody Lind. Mm, Yeah, he's in my top five for sure. Pretty – consistent guy i think uh, you know no, knows of course and really likes the race so I, th- I think fifth you know based off who i see ahead of him now i think that's a great pick cat you have cody in there um uh no i didn't but i think i should have <laughs> <laughs> he is so solid you're right he's so strong um, he's so consistent there's, there's so many fresh names that i've seen race that are just like metronomes yeah you know yeah uh, that i can't Yep. You know, but go um, I'm, I'm going to have Cody in fifth as well. Uh, and he, he might be a little higher. I, I'm not sure. Like you said, there's a lot of great names. It's hard for me to say. Um, you know, he and, he and Brittany, one of the power couples in ultra running right now, um, and both uh, returning this year. And, um, you know, he's got, the, he's got the Western States family pre- pedigree as well. He's got the experience on the course, super consistent, um, very, very tough runner. Uh, would not be surprised if he was a little higher. Uh, who do you guys have? Uh, oh, so Kat, who did you have for fifth? Alex Nichols. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, just gotta always count on Alex Nichols. He's in the mix every year. So solid. Yep. And you know, if you you know, I'm, you know, we're Colorado buddies, and we've done a lot of the same lead up races, and 
years past and like seeing him race and seeing his training leading up to it this time he's he's ready and you know he's got the head for it too for like a year that's so fresh like this you know um alex is just experienced enough to know know what his place and know how well he can be, be if he doesn't you know follow someone else so yeah i gotta i gotta go alex Alex, yeah, tenth last year. I think he's been as high as second, or definitely third in the past. I think second is his best finish. The yeah. year that I won. The year that you won. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, and a longtime Team USA athlete, a former winner of uh, Run Rabbit, um, and a great short distance trail runner too. Like great mountain legs, great speed. Uh, he's got all the chops. Um, he could definitely be there. I have him probably more in the bottom half of my top ten this year, but I, I fully expect him to be in there. Phil, who do you got in fourth? Fourth, I have Jared Hazen. Um, you know, I'm just like, I mean, he's third at Canyons, but also, I mean, he's shown what he can do at States. I mean, he has the third fastest time on the course and came second. I mean, that's got to, that's got to inspire you. Um, you know, I think if he has a good, a good race, he's going to, he's going to be fourth or, you know, around. Yeah. Yep. I, I have, uh, I have Hayden in fourth for this year. Um, as we said, push Jim to the limit at least over the first half of the race, faded badly in the last 20 miles, hung on for eighth last year, coming back. Sounds fit, sounds hungry. I know he's been focused on this. He could also certainly be higher, um, but uh, I like him in fourth. And, um, yep, I think Jared, I, I, I was going to slot Jared into third, um, where he's you know been on the podium a number of times before. So uh, can't go wrong with that. Second fastest guy ever on this course, yeah. lest, lest we forget two years ago. Or three years ago, I guess, 2019. Forgot the, forgot the pandemic year. Kat, who do you have in third? I have, uh, well. Oh, no, I, I didn't do fourth. Sorry. Yeah, I'm doing fourth. Yes. Yeah. I, I also have Jared Hazen for fourth, actually. Nice. Um, so solid. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I think he'll either t- top three, top four, um, or DNF. <laughs> you know, I, think two, I think that's probably a good call. This is going to happened for jared this year i think <laughs> i uh, the only I, I actually was toying with i would have put him first i thought i thought without jim this would have been the year um and he but and he run ran well at canyons but he was um you know a little further back from one of my other picks that um i think is going to make it a little tough for him and i i would have liked to see him a little closer if i was going to pick him for the win but i i do think he's got a really really good shot obviously and somebody who's been running yeah. i mean talk about experience on this course this guy's been you know, basically running in the top 10 since he was 20 years old there. Uh, you know, yeah. No, nobody knows that course better than he does with, with very few exceptions. Yeah. Um, all right, Kat, who do you have third then? Um, third, I have uh, Tyler Green. Yeah, second place last year. Tough to pick against him. All the talent in the world. Yeah. yeah. All the talent in the world. He's got a baby on the way, and that's got to be some, you know, fun little pressure um, in a good way. You know, um, so solid, you know, really, you know, he coaches Keeley too. Right. And, um, you know, seeing their dynamic and uh, they're both racing states this year. Like, I think that goes far too. Um, yeah. So I got to pick Tyler for um, to round out the podium. Yeah. That guy also has like, I think like a universal approval rating. Like I've never met him, but like yeah. everyone who knows him is like, that guy's the best guy in the world. Yeah, I manage the Petzl athlete team, and um, he's like my most active athlete in the best way. Yeah. Um, really fun. Yeah. Uh, again, 
definitely as good a shot as anyone. I have him just behind Cody. I, I have him in sixth, but you know, could be could be anywhere in the top ten for sure. Um, Phil, you were on. Where are we on for you? Three, three, three. Yep. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I'm going with Arlen Glick. Nice. He, nice. I think last year he ran like 400 milers on a 13 handle, three of them on a 13 handle, one on a 12. Yep. Never DNFs, just being insanely consistent with running fast. Yep. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I, I think, yeah. I, I, think I, for him I don't somewhere. disagree. I think he's got a really good shot. Um, as you know, uh, I don't love picking people in their first time at this race to podium or to win, but that, that, you know, last year that didn't really hold up. We had plenty of first timers last year who, you know, didn't win it, but, or, uh, didn't win it, but, uh, you know, kind of tore up the top 10. So I may, I may need to rethink that, that maxim. And, um, hey, me too. yeah, oh, no, awesome. I know <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I, I mean, think, the, the, I think that's maybe a men's sample size thing because that's, women almost always, it's their first time running the course. That's interesting. That's a good point. That's a good point. Women and, almost like you never see that, you know, it's almost always first time in the course. First huh, step. Right. And, but for the men, it, it does seem like it takes people uh, at least one or two tries to get it right. Even the greats like, you know, Jim and and um, and uh, Rob Carr and, and everybody else, you know, they, it, it takes them a little time to that's figure it out a lot of the time. And that's that's what we've seen. So, uh, yeah. So I, I, I kind of shied away from them a little bit. But look, if you're going to if you're if you're going to say that court that Camille has a shot, then Arlen Glick has a shot with the, the performance that he put up at Javelina and everything else he did last year. He's 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 got the and wheels for it. Totally, and I'm just gonna say right now, I have Arlen for second. Mm, um, right. I was at Lavalina. I spent a lot of good time after um, talking to him and saw him race. Like I saw his whole race unfold. Um, I I feel it that he's gonna podium. He, you know, I think what gets the men in trouble that where they have to figure it out is. There's a little spice of male ego in there that's a mm. little that the women don't have that allows them. Yeah. And that, you know, and we've seen that in Jim, we've seen that in Rob, we've seen that in Tim, you know, and I think, you know, and even the ones, you know, and that's not a bad thing. It's just a different type of racing. Right. I think Arlen is steady as steady and cool. And he is not, you know, he knows exactly what he can do on that course. And I mm -hmm. think he's going to do exactly what he can do yeah not and no more no less you know so yeah. i put arlen strong second nice uh i have tim tollefson in second going with the experience and the talent but uh yeah he's somebody who like you said can can run himself into trouble at times i think um you know despite uh all the great results he's had and yeah maybe somebody like arlen who like you said just seems to have a the the head on his shoulders and everything else um that might be that he, he might certainly pull it off. Um, I think in a year like this, sorry to interject, no, no, where no. it's just a blank straight, blank slate, mm -hmm. there's no uh, bookends. You know, there's no first keeping it in there and there's no last to gauge. And I think someone like really steady in the middle because it's such a, you know, blank slate. I think we're going to see a lot of carnage this year because of that. Interesting. You know, and I think carnage you know, Arlen's just going to cut right through that. That's a, So that's a great point. Like you said, and we, we talked about that off the start with no gym to gauge it. It's right. This could be 
Right. We've always kind of expected carnage with Jim because people will kind of run their legs off trying to stick with him. But it might be even more hard for people to keep themselves in control this year without anything like that to to key off of um, or just mm-hmm. to know, all right, I'm 20 minutes behind Jim. That's a good spot or whatever it is. It, it, it might be insane. It, it, it really just wow. might be. They, they might go out even harder just knowing that Jim isn't there. Uh, and, and all of them feeling like this is their chance, at least for, you know, this year or next year until he decides to come back stateside. So, uh, yeah, it, it could be even, it could be even crazier. Um, all right. And as you said, no bookends on the other side, on the lot, like no Ian's and Jeff's for eighth and for 10th. So like someone could go out a little bit too fast. Right. Um, and that would bump someone up like Arlen, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So uh, Arlen was your two. Phil, you had Arlen at three, you said? Arlen's at three, yeah. And Tim was my two. Who's your two? Tim is also, Tim is also my your two. two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, obviously can't, can't go against that pedigree. Um, we'll see what kind of day he has. Uh, I wonder if we all have the same number one. And um, uh, Kat is shaking her head no. All right. So who do you have? I have Tim to go. You have Tim. Wow. Okay. I think he is primed for, you know, he's always podium, you know, podium at Western, podium at UTMB. I think he knows this is a chance. I think, you know, he's never been an aggressive racer. He was a little bit more aggressive at Western. He, He talked about after Western States, he went out a little bit more aggressive and it worked for him. And that was the first time he's ever done that. And I think without Tim there or without Jim there, we're going to see aggressive running for Tim and he's so solid. He's talked about how his mental health is in a better spot than it's ever been mm. with he for Western States. Um, and he's hungry and I think he knows that this is his chance and I think he knows how to run a hundred, you know? Um, and so I'm putting, and you know, personally, I'm just such a huge Tim fan. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and so I have to put him, I have to put him in first and I'm so stoked to watch him race. Tim, Tim's another one with, I think, uh, unanimous approval rating among the, the trail and ultra yeah. world, right? Yeah. yeah. Nobody has a bad thing to say about Tim. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't disagree. We both, everyone, all of us have him on the podium on the top, top two steps of the podium. And, uh, this could certainly be the year. I, I always think of him more as a big mountain UTMB guy than, uh, you know, not, not a flat course, but a fast track like Western States, but he's, you know, he's got the pedigree for it and he's got the experience there. There's no reason why he couldn't. Um, yeah. Phil, I, I broke my rule and went with a, a hundred mile debutante to win this race as I, I'm guessing you did too. Adam Peterman. Yeah. He just seems unbeatable yeah. right now. Yeah, totally. I mean, and he's running fast on all kinds of terrain as well. So yeah, including, including a dominant win at canyons, which is, you know, obviously yeah. over a lot of the same kind of terrain and the same trails that he's going to see in, in a couple of weeks. Um, he's taking down gym course records. He's, you know, running away from just burying top fields, uh, yeah, it's his first time first at States. It's his, first, it's his first 100 miler. And, and when, I never pick anyone who's their first 100 miler. I never pick yeah. him, but I, I, I just, I can't see, not that I can't see. Obviously, anything could happen and, and usually does. And, and all the names that we've, that we've just listed could obviously win this thing. But um, yeah, if I had to put money on it, he's, he's so dominant right now. He just looks, he just looks untouchable. Yeah, I can't put a first, you know. You know, I just think men and women run the race so differently. And I, I, is there a man who's won Western States that it's been their first hundred? I don't think so. And I, um, what about, what about, um, Andrew, uh, the year that Jim, the year that Jim ran off course, that was, was no, that, that was not his first, that was not his first hundred. Like 
Yeah, yeah he'd done like 300. Yeah. He did Bighorn. I was there when he set the course record of Bighorn the year before. Okay. Um, and I just think there's, you know, he knows that he's dominant right now. And I think, and he knows how good he is and like power <laughs> to him. But I think that's going to get him in trouble. And we've seen that story <laughs> over and over and over again. No, in that's, yeah, that's true. definitely true. You know, that, that like confidence, you know, is dangerous. <laughs> Maybe he's running 150 miles a week and doing four hours of ego training. With yep. Yep. And, so. I, and I think there's, you know, I think he might, I think we might be seeing Jim point 2.0, you know, in the ultra scene. I think we're going to start seeing more and more of these kind of guys who come in. They're like, Hey, I can do anything. And then they're going to kill themselves. And I think, you know, maybe uh, I would love to see a top 10 finish from him. You know, I have a feeling that he's going to, uh, go out hard and not be able to hold on. Um, and I would love to see him. I, I think he just has no clue what he's in for. You know, yeah. just like Jim. Yeah. No clue what he's in for. I, 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 it's, and, and that's why we never pick people like this, but it's, he's, he's just been so good. It's like you said, he's Jim 2.0. He's even taken down yeah. some of Jim's times and, Right. It didn't it didn't work for Jim the first couple of times. And that's why we don't like picking folks like this. So, you know, we may have to eat this one. We'll see. We'll see. Um, you could you could very well be right. Uh, you know what they say, though, Jay, scared money don't make money. So he's going <laughs> to this is the, this is our time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, of the name, we mentioned a lot of the top names, a lot of the, the contenders, certainly for the top 10. Give me give me one or two names of people who you think might uh, be a dark horse that people aren't looking at or might sneak into the back of the top 10 that people aren't expecting. You know, I, I'm bummed to hear that Drew's not racing or maybe not racing. I think he's so good. Um, but someone that I think does have top five potential and like really solid top five potential is Tyler Fox. Yeah. Um, he used to be yeah. an older guy, but recently moved to Wyoming with his wife, Ellie. Um, and he is so solid and it, like Arlen, no, none of that, you know, angstiness you know he's not he doesn't have like any of that pent-up stuff he just knows you know um and he's consistent he doesn't seem to have many bad days you know he has hard days but you know no days where he's not you know in you know in a solid place so right. I, I i i wish i you know could have picked him for top top five but i think he'll be a good top 10 pick He's a very consistent uh, runner, and I think he definitely has a shot at the top 10. What about you, Phil? You got anyone else you're, you're looking at? Well, did you say that Sebastian Spieler might not be going? Well, I, I, I saw him on the list, but I haven't seen right. anything that says he is or isn't running. And yeah. that's mostly, you know, like social media or anything else. I just haven't heard him come up right. yet in the, in the pre-race scuttlebutt. But that doesn't mean he's not going, and he's, yeah, he's mean, somebody he's, who I would expect to, to contend. He's fast, and he's got the mountain legs. I think he could do something there, but mm -hmm. I would guess... He'd already be over here now, well, probably pretty soon if he was doing it. So I don't know, maybe he's still doing it, but I think he's one to watch. Yeah, yeah, he's, I think he was he was on my list. I'm I'm curious to see how Cole Watson does. Um, you know, third at Javelina last year in a, a pretty stout performance. Uh, went out hard, kind of faded a little bit, but but hung on tough. Um, and he's run well at Bandera and Canyons in the past. There's you know kind of courses that suit uh, a, a Western States type thing. Um, I don't think he's going to be a podium guy, but uh, he he's somebody that people aren't really talking about. That might be a kind of back half of the top 10. Yeah, I think he might be like, I would put him in 10th, like yeah. round <laughs> of the top 10 because he wants top 10 so bad. He's like, you know, he, that, that guy races with heart and um, 
you know, that kind of that kind of athlete, you know, will fight for a top 10 place yeah. when they're jockeying between, you know, ninth and 13th. Right. So, and and, him at- and like we've said, without some of those, you know, perennial six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys uh, that are there every year and not being there this year, uh, the back half, like you said, Kat, is, is, is wide open just like the front is. So um, could get exciting. All right. Cool. Let's get to the let's get to the ladies. I'm going to have yeah. to I'm going to have to build out a, the rest of my top 10 here. So I'm gonna let you guys go first. But um, I think uh, six of the top 10 from last year coming back, uh, no Beth Pascal defending champ as we as we alluded to, uh, Audrey Tangay is not going to be there. Um, Camelia Mayfield, and then I, I saw no Ragna Debats this year who was uh, third place last year. But uh, you know, the rest of the top 10, including Ruth Croft, our top returning finisher last year's runner up. Um, and uh, several others that I'm sure we'll get to uh, will be back and, and a bunch of other contenders. Um, let's start from number 10. Phil, I know we were we were planning on top fives, but uh, you think you can come up with a six through 10 here? Um, yes, I yeah. do think so, yes. What do you got? Who, who do you have for 10th here? 10th, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Luzia Bula, Swiss. Uh, she She was just outside the top 10 last year, I think. Um, so I'm going to say she cracks it just okay. Like All right, Kat, you got her in your top um, 10 or no, I don't have her in my top 10. I got Emily Hoggood in my top in my 10th place. You oh, know, okay. She's so solid and like Cole, she's a Cole Watson kind of racer. Thank you. Um, Cole Watson kind of racer. You know, wants it really bad. Gonna, you know, if she's in there, she's not going to give up. Um, I don't think I have her for podium um, or near it. Uh, but, you know, I think top 10 for sure. I actually had her. I had her pretty high, actually. I'm going to save her for really? a little bit later. Um, yeah, I, I like I like her chances, actually. Um, cool. All right. 10th place. Uh, I'm not quite sure where to go. I got a few people that I'd be really looking at here um but um uh, again the this this hundred mile debutante thing is is kind of throwing me for for a loop um i'm gonna you know who i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go out on a limb here i'm gonna go with lee yingling lee yingling uh in 10th place uh second place at canyons earlier this year she's run 100 before this will be her first time at western states but um i like i like the canyons as a as a predictor of this of this race, Kat, you've you've obviously had success on both cor- or both courses in the past, and and you can speak to how well the Canyons race can prepare you for Western States. So, um, I'm, and I'm gonna... I actually have Leah much higher than you do, and um, oh, you do. I've raced her before, so and I think not having not doing uh, for a woman especially not having raced Western States does not matter. You know, right. look at the top ten for year. So I, you know, we I'll get to her. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Phil, go with ninth. Uh, ninth, I have uh, Keeley Henninger. Ninth last year as well. Also ninth last year, and I feel it could be a groundhog year for her. <laughs> um, I was actually going to have her ninth here as I as I build out my the back half of my top ten. I was going to do that as well. So uh, that that sounds good to me. What do you got there for ninth, Cat? Uh, I got uh, Lucy Bartholomew. Nice. nice. That'd be cool. Yeah, I I think she. You know, I don't know if you've looked at her training. She's got a good head on her shoulders now. She knows what she's done wrong in the past, but she has just had some solid training. And she has the maturity now to go into this. 
letting go some of that um, ego and, you know, that young success, um, example A over here, you know, can cause for, you know, some turbulent years after. And I think she went through that. And mm -hmm. then, like, coming out of that, um, you know, I think it's the time you, you see some where the magic happens because, you know, you don't care anymore. And I think, you know, she's going to have a really good ninth place day. Yeah. So she was third in, I want to say 2018, I think. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, was, was I think really, I mean, that was uh, Courtney's win that year, but I, I, I felt being there that, that Lucy was kind of the story of the race, or at least one of the big stories of the race that year. Uh, and then kind of, yeah, she kind of lost the handle a little bit after that, uh, a little bit over traveled, maybe a little bit over raced. And yeah, it really does seem now that she's, you know, come out of, you know, she, she's Australian, obviously. And, you know, they had, you know, the, their lockdown was much, much different from what we experienced here in the States. And uh, it seems like she came out of it with, right, just a, a much different perspective. And, um, you know, she's been, like you said, Kat, she hasn't been racing a ton, but she's been putting in a lot of work and she seems to be happy with where she's at. And uh, yeah, I could definitely see her popping a really good day. Cool. Um, all right, so that's ninth. Who do you have in eighth, Kat? Um, Anne-Marie Madden, or Maiden. I don't know how to say her name. Sure, from Canada. But super solid, knows exactly what she's doing. Um, I, you know, I have some high hopes for some people that, you know, um, so I put her further down the list, but she could be anywhere from top three to top ten. Um, but I think, you know, I expect her to have a really solid day. Um, and I think eighth place, you know, would be, you know, I think that that sounds about right for her. Nice. Nice. Phil, what do you got in eighth? Um, eighth, I have Leah Yingling. Okay, good. And Kat, you said you actually had her higher. Why don't, why don't we just, uh, where, where is she on your list, Kat? Or do you want to save her? Is she, is she really w way up there? No, um, I, I mean, she's two up, so I can do my, my next two. Sure, if you go want. ahead. Yep. So, um, and what would that be? Uh, seventh. Seventh, I have um, Katie Osman. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, she's so fit, so solid. Um, like, she's one that could win it on a perfect day. Um, I, you know, she, I mean, she's had some really good days, but I'm wondering, like, she's been injured before. I know she she's maybe had some history of overtraining. I think if she conquered that a little bit, she'd be first place. She could win this race easily, you know, but that's going to take some time. And so um, I, I put her not quite as high this year, but um, with lots of potential for the future. Mm -hmm. And then my next one, um, sixth, I have Leah. Leah, you know, nice. Yep. yep. I think she is so solid. Um you know, I think she's going to be coming back to this race for a lot of years and um, working her way up that ladder. And she's one, if you followed her career years, you know, she comes back and she tries. Um, you know, th this is the first year that things have been clicking. She's just been relentlessly putting herself in competitive fields and slowly every year putting herself in a better position. So I think this is one athlete, after watching her for you know, I've been following her running um, for like maybe five years now. And I think um, this is one that, you know, we can see, I think six is going to be an awesome day for her this year. And I think we can see her, you know, climb that ladder every year from there. I think it's only going up. Yeah. Yep. 
so Katie in seventh and Lee in sixth. I had, uh, going back, I don't think I gave my eighth. Uh, I have Taylor Nallon in eighth. Um, I'm a bit of a Taylor Nallon head. I'm not sure that, I, I don't know that I think rationally about her for some reason. I, I think I, I might overrate her a little bit, but um, she, she definitely has a lot of speed. Um, and somebody who's proven it in the Grand Canyon as well. She's run well in golden ticket races in the past, and uh, I, I, I have her in eighth this year. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if, I, like I said, I, I don't know that I always think rationally about her for some reason. Uh, seventh, I also have Katie in seventh place, uh, and I think for all the reasons that you, that you said, just so strong, so solid, so consistent. Um, she was, uh, I think, fifth last year and you know, certainly could be as high this year. Again, the, the field is, is crazy as usual, so who knows. Um, but yeah, we're, we're pretty similar there. Phil, who do you have in seventh and sixth? Uh, seventh, I have Marianne Hogan. Nice. She won Bandera. Mm-hmm. She's Canadian, so she's exceptionally nice, I would guess. Uh, so <laughs> have a seventh, six, I have Emily Horgood. So as do I. Races. I. I think she could actually maybe even be higher, but I'm putting her in there at six. I had her at six, and I, I considered putting her higher as well. Kat, you said you had her in 10th, right? Who? Emily. Emily yeah. 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 So yeah. she was. Se- I will say Marianne's on my list too, uh, much higher. And um, I've trained with her quite a bit, and she puts in some volume. And when she's on, she's injured a lot, but when she's on a start line, she. It's never off the podium. That's all I'm gonna say. But right. we'll get to that. Yeah, I, I had Marianne in fifth, and um, a lot of the reason was that yeah, again that win at Bandera, and uh, you know I, I I did, and I'm sure we'll get to Ellie at some point in probably the um, probably the the honorable mentions or, or people to watch kind of category. But um, you know Ellie's had top three top finishes already this year, and, and Marianne handled her you know pretty convincingly at Bandera this year, um, and I, I think could could really be in the top. I had I had Marianne as my fifth. Uh, fifth place and, and uh, right, Phil. We both had Emily in sixth. Uh, she was seventh last year, and then backed that up with a tenth at at states or at uh, UTMB rather. I think one of the only people to pull off a you know legitimately solid uh, you know states UTMB double, which is not easy to do. And that's coming off. I think it took her she either two or three of the golden ticket races to race her way in last year. So she got to Western states yeah. with I think three hundred Ks already on her legs in the first half of the year. Still pulled out a top 10, um, coming in much more rested this time, uh, could really make some noise. Um, so that, that would be good to see. Uh, okay, so that was uh, fifth for me was Marianne. And uh, what do you guys have? Who do you guys have for fifth? I've got Zoe Rom. Zoe Rom, very Zoe nice. Zoe Rom, watch out for her. She, yeah, do you know her? Oh, yeah, she's a, a swap teammate of ours, and she's been a guest on the pod as well. She's the, the editor-in-chief of yeah, Trevor Runner Magazine. Yep, yep, editor-in-chief of Trail Runner Rep Magazine. Um, I run with her quite a bit. Um, and, you know, I've talked to David quite a bit about her and, um, you know, that little insight. has, And just knowing, having talked to her, she's had some really solid hundred. She's super competitive, um, but also really le- level-headed. And I'm putting her in fifth, a really strong fifth. And another one, like Leah, who's just going to ladder i think yeah so i agree with everything you said about zoe very level-headed but also uh intensely intensely competitive um and has the right outlook for uh, just a long career in the sport i think um yeah i i I was kind of i kind of had her in my maybe she'll sneak into the top 10 just because you know she's she's run some great races 
but she doesn't normally, she hasn't yet to what I've seen step to the line against this caliber of field. And I just don't know how that's going to be with, you know, she hasn't raced a lot of international competition. She hasn't seen some of the people like that, that are really at the absolute top level of sport. And I'm, I, I don't think it'll freak her out or anything like that, but uh, it's but, just, it's hard to, it's hard to judge where she's been. Where you're talking to me though, who was <laughs> in that, you know, and then who followed it up with a top American. I was first American at UTMB the next year. And I think sometimes being that new person in that field, you are, especially as a woman, you know, you are like, that's a position of power um, to be that underdog. And I think that carries you. And I, I, um, I would never underestimate that. I would, I would love to see it. You, I would, I would love to see Zoe in the top five. That would be just fantastic. And she works her ass off. She would totally deserve it. Phil, who do you have yeah. in fifth? Fifth, I have uh, Ellie Pell. Wow. Okay. She had a great bandera, chucking up. Uh, she did uh, Gorge. She's been, you know, really putting in the miles, doing these races, and done really well. I think she's going to have a great day. So I, I was going to put her in the top ten, and then I, I was afraid I was going to be considered a homer for picking, you know, a, a some of the East Coast, yeah, East Coaster, Mountain Peak teammate, you know, another podcast guest. So, uh, you know, we love Ellie. Obviously, she's been on our show. We've been on hers, and um, uh, yeah. Uh, hundred mile debutante again, but Kat, you're you're no, telling that me that doesn't mean, matter yeah. for the women anymore. And um, yeah, I, I think right. I said a couple of weeks ago, I think Phil, while we, when we were either recording or out on a run, if if you had to pick a, an ultra runner of the year from the first three or four months of the year, it's probably her, uh, just on quality of results and and um, and you know consistency over the first several months. And uh, yeah, yeah uh, and and is an experienced ultra runner. She's won, you know. East Coast races outright. She's got, you know, 240 marathon speed. Um, she's certainly somebody who could who could do it. Uh, I don't know how she'll do in the heat. Um, that's something to, to, to consider. And this is her first time over 100K. So, you know, that's that's another, you know, it's just a, it's a lot of unknowns. But and, and I was going to list her as my kind of dark horse top 10 pick her and um, uh her and Zoe were going to be my two, my two dark horses and you guys had them fifth. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. So cool. Kat, who do, who's your fourth place finisher? I got Brittany fourth place. Brittany fourth place again. Second year in a row. Yep. Second year in a row. I feel like she's the one that's going to have the, uh, the groundhog day. You know, I feel <laughs> like she's going to run a really solid day. I don't think she's going to go out aggressive. Um, which I think to win this year, you're going to have to. Um, and so I put her fourth. Okay. Phil, fourth? I got Katie Asmuth. I think she's going to have a good run. I think she's an incredibly smart and robust runner. It's uh, going to keep staying really smart all day long, I think. Um, yeah. He's going to move up, move up a place maybe a bit more. Uh, yep. And we, uh, I think Kat and I both had her seventh. I have here on our list, so that's a definite, uh, definitely a good pick. Uh, I'm gonna have Camille uh, Brios. I don't know if that's how you say her name. Oh, she's it, a Euro, right? Is yep. she Swiss or right? Yep. I, uh, I don't know if she's Swiss or or French. I'm not sure. Uh, second at UTMB and first at Lavaredo last year. Um, you know, courses that yeah. may or may not translate 100% to Western states, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, obviously, um, you know. 
two of the more competitive races in the world. And um, I, I like her chances uh, on, a, on a flatter track as well. All right, podium, podium time. Um, Phil, why don't you give us your third place finisher? Third place, Brittany Peterson. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that would make uh, a second, a third, and a fourth in the last three, three runnings for Brittany if that holds true. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Kat, you had her fourth. I, I don't, I don't see her being anywhere outside the top five. I think she's too, too tough and too strong and too good for that. Uh, I mean, you know, barring disaster or something like that. Um, and I actually, I actually had Brittany in second, um, which is where she finished in 2019 to, to Claire at that point. Who do you have in third, Kat? I got Kiwi in third. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And we both had her in the top 10 as well. Um, yeah, she she was. Uh, we both have her. Yeah, ninth, and she was ninth last year. What's the highest she's ever been? Has she been in the top five? I'm not sure that she's ever actually been in top five. I've never been in the top five, um, but this is this year. She quit her job with Nike. Oh. Uh, to run full time and that type of commitment. Um, you know, I'm I have this theory that ultra running's going to start looking like trail running or uh, ultra running is going to start looking like road hunt running here in the next two years yep. where you have to be a runner full time to, to podium. I think you're probably right. You do other stuff. And I'm definitely heading that way. I've taken on a lot of stuff running, and you know, it's just different. Like you're not going to see many, um, people juggling jobs and running podium results successfully. It's just not going to happen. It's getting too competitive. You're see it, you see it in the men already, you know, pretty much no one we listed except for Alex, you know, it's holding another job and like, right. and Arlen, I just, you know, I think Keely, she's got gone through the ringer in the last few years, but she's so solid. Now she knows how to run a hundred. That was her, when she got ninth, that was her first hundred miler ever, you know? Right. Um, and uh, I think now she knows the course. She, you know, quit her job at Nike running for Ultra. It's a better fit. She you know, has a really loving relationship, and that matters. And I just, I see her having a really fantastic day and on the podium this yeah. year. Yep. Could definitely be there for sure. Um, all right. So then, uh, Third place, I guess, for me, because uh, you guys both had your third. I, I, I have Ruth Croft in third, last year's runner up. And I think if there was a world ultra runner of the year last year, Ruth Croft might have had a really good case for it. And there's no reason why she couldn't come back and, and win again or, or uh, you know, run her up again or anything like that. Um, I'm just throwing a dart against the wall. I like Brittany and the, the toughness and the experience. But um, I have I have Ruth, uh, you know, going to be right there and certainly could be anywhere in the top three to five. So you have Brittany winning and then Ruth second? No, I have Brittany so second and Ruth third. Okay. Who do you guys have in second? I have Marianne and H Hogan in okay. second. Yep. So we oh, wow. all, all had her on the list there. Okay. I um, and I, this is one I am sure of, you know, I am sure she'll be in the podium. She like, she gets injured a lot and that's because she is in, you know, she either wins podiums or doesn't race, <laughs> you know, and I've said, trained a lot with her and um again no ego but she's gonna hold on to I guarantee she's gonna go out with first and I have Ruth Croft in first I think Ruth is gonna take the race out fast um I think Ruth um and I think Marianne's gonna hold on with her 
and it's going to be a race between Ruth, Marianne, all day, second, third, and I think, you know, then I think people are going to be jockeying for third. Okay. Uh, hard to disagree. Phil, who do you have in second? I have um, Camille Heron, the yeah. uh, our world record holder. She'll either come second or DNF. <laughs> yep. uh, I mean, it, it's just so hard to know with her, right? I mean, yeah. you just never know. But she seems to have strung a bunch of good results together, yep. seems healthy, seems upbeat. I, I don't know. I yep. mean, maybe. I think her mistake is not coming to the camp, you know. Right. Um, she went to camp I this year, though, didn't she? Have it. I don't know she if she was at camp this camp. year. I didn't see pictures of her from camp. Oh, uh, okay. She's not at camp. And I think if she went, I think that's so crucial for her. Like, I honestly am such a Camille fan. I love, like, love Camille, love her husband. Want to see her do well at Western because when she figures it out, she's going to be a gym, you know. But mm -hmm. I think that um, she needs to, if she wants to win Western States, which she does, she has to live in Auburn. Right. For her. I think that's the only way she's going to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think she will, you know, eventually yeah. figure that out. But if she didn't go to camp, I don't have her in the top 10. So yeah, I, I've been accused of being a Camille hater in the past. And, um, you know, I, I, I agree with a lot of what you said, Kat. Um, but also I agree with what you said, Phil, which is uh, a lot of, a lot of the times when I've been skeptical of Camille in the past, it's been because of the inconsistency and it's, you know, it feels like she's over racing or she can't string a couple of good performances together or, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, I love where she's at over the last six months, eight months. Um, she's been very consistent. She's been putting up some really good performances. I thought the the win at Javelina last year was, uh, you know, possibly the best race she had all year and probably in the last couple of years. And then to follow that up with a world record earlier this year. Um, I, I have Camille on, on, on the top of the podium. Um, and that may be overcompensating a little bit for some of the shit I've given her in the past. But, um, I think if, if she wants to win it, this is, you know, it's set, it's setting up well for her. She's in great shape. Her, you know, we know her fitness is there. She seems healthy, which is something that I don't think she could have said the last couple of years on the starting line at Western States. She's not over raced, which I think has been the case the last couple of times as well. And yeah, it's a, it's a race. Like you said, Kat, they're going to go out fast. She's got more speed, more leg speed than pretty much anyone in the field. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it, if, it, if it's going to happen for her ever, it, it's going to have to happen pretty soon because she's, you know, she, she's not, she's running out of chances at, the, at this race. And I think this could be the year. You know what? Uh, Magda won at 46. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, so I, I believe that she can keep coming back and she might win still. But I, have you seen her run on trails? Uh, I've seen her run on the road <laughs> and I, yeah. Yeah, I ran a, quite a bit with her in 2017. And I just think that first section, I just, without training on for, for her, right. you know, case different story, but for her, it's so challenging for her to run on for, yeah. you know, um, I mean, it's no mistake that like she was, you know, had, let, when she did Leadville, she was having another one. You know, I thought she could have won to take an Anne's course record that year. She hadn't, she had lots of training, didn't seem to be over racing, but DNF'd after hope, you know, and I just, I can't see that after running with her quite a bit. And I say this with love, like, I honestly, I think Camille 
once she figures it out will be the best like she'll be unbeatable you know but i just i i can't see it this year if she wasn't on the course yeah, I mean, as far as I know, she's been back in, you know, Oklahoma for, for most of the year. Um, and right, that's, you know, she's got the heat, but uh, that's not the not the terrain that we would normally associate with somebody preparing for Western States. But uh, so definitely possibility. Yeah. Phil, and I... Especially with not work weaknesses, you know, and that's what it takes. What did you say? You broke up there. I said she's not working on her weaknesses, so, it, and that's right. what it takes. You right. Know? Yeah. No, that's but, a, it's an excellent point. I'm so glad that we got through the top 10, you guys, but I actually have to run now. Um, thank you for going through all 10 women with me. I'm just so passionate about that woman's race for absolutely no reason at all. I can't think why it would be. But. <laughs> Kat, thanks, thanks so much for hopping on. It was great to see you. Good luck this weekend. Good luck with the cast and, uh, and the races. And uh, let's chat soon. Thank you so much. Yeah, Bye, Kat. guys. Thanks. Travel safe. Bye. So, Phil, uh, we, we didn't get a chance to finish your top 10, but I'm assuming because I don't see Ruth Croft on your list that you had her number one. Yes, as well correct. as Kat. You, okay. you had her. I had her third. Third. Yeah. Third, right. So and Kat had her Kat number, had her one, number well, right? one as well. Yeah. So I mean, our, our nice. top tens look very, very similar. There are very few people that appeared on. I think the only people that um, that we had any any differences on in that top 10 was my my pick uh, for Camille Brias, uh, you having yeah. Ellie Pell. And uh, Kat having um, uh, Zoe, and I think uh, everyone yeah. else, I th- and and Lucy uh, Bartholomew also didn't appear on our list. Yeah. Everyone else was basically the same, um, mm-hmm. in 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 some variation of the order. But you know, expect the unexpected as we as we've learned to do it at Western States. Certainly, it, it rarely goes according to form, so uh, yeah, it will we'll, be interesting. You know, we'll uh, we do our best, but we're generally completely wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you get what you pay for in the pain cave, which is nothing. So that is true. Um, <coughs> excuse me, Phil. Uh, well, that was super fun. I, I, I love talking to Kat. She's so passionate about the, the sport in this race and, and, um, uh, you know, can't wait to get back together with her soon and we'll Probably, see. We'll uh, see sits in front of the pi- fireplace in the evening, uh, stroking her cougar trophy. <laughs> excuse me. Um, <laughs> we don't have a ton of time left, uh, but we did, you know, it's been a little while since our last recap episode. And yeah. we might as well blow through some recent results. And I wanted to start with your your big race down in Georgia. You went down for Cruel Jewel and had a hell of a day. Yeah, went down to uh, the wilds of Georgia. It was good. Uh, did the Cruel Jewel. The weather was uh, was on the hot side, but not on the very hot side. Um, the course is quite brutal, a lot of up and down. <laughs> uh, I was uh, 15th, so I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, great race, great Gee. performance. Went for a, a run where I didn't have COVID, which was nice, or recovering from COVID. <laughs> that was quite a change for me. Um, yeah, it was good. It was, uh, I mean, it really is a well-organized and fun race. Yeah. I would I would highly recommend doing it. About 30,000 feet of climb? Yeah, they say 33,000 feet of gain. Um, so, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, course record on the women's side from Liz Canty. You got to see the great Liz Canty yeah. run there. Joey Miller winning on the men's side in a... Yeah. Fairly, fairly convincing fashion, I think. And uh, yeah, shout out to Sean Bubbany, uh, uh, yeah. upstate New eight, Yorker. Eight, eight, seven, seventh or eighth, something really, yeah. really great Impressive. performance. Worked his way through the field. That was really cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, you, you guys uh, you guys had a good trip and, and, you know, it sounded like it was warm, but not uh, not insane. So that's something. Yeah. They've had some crazy years. It wasn't, you know, wasn't one of the super, super hot ones. Which right. Was great. Right. All right. Well, there's been, you know, uh, there's been a ton of stuff going on, obviously. Um, 
and, and a lot of that stuff over in Europe. Uh, I don't know where you want to start if you want to touch on I mean, we can go, you know, work backwards from what happened recently. Uh, the biggest story in the last couple of weeks was, uh, you know, sh- uh, sub ultra trail running was, uh, you know, the return of the Zagama uh, trail and, um, you know, the, the continued dominance of our, our man, Killian Jornet. Uh, Ten wins, one for the tenth time, and and it's still somehow setting course records there. Course record, yeah, uh, amazing, just just unbelievable. Um, a relative newcomer on the women women's side, uh, Ninki Brinkman, is the yeah. name. Ninki Brinkman, yeah, yeah. who he, has already uh, run a two twenty two marathon earlier this year, and then came back and won a course set a course record at Zagama against an incredibly competitive field. Yeah, she and she's only been running for two years. It's crazy. She was playing. Um, field hockey before that and i think uh, maybe a couple other sports but yeah she she apparently went out to, to to run like a homemade kind of marathon and and ran a 240 so <laughs> someone said i think you should get a coach <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh um the pictures from zagama look amazing as usual uh oh, yeah. what, what a i, I mean, mean the crowds are insane just wild it was uh the um Emily and uh, Killian show is in full force. Oh, yeah. Emily won the VK. Yes. And yes. it's great. There's some great footage on YouTube you can find of her, like, cranking up the up the climb, overtaking, like, all these men that are basically puking by the side of the trail. They've <laughs> <laughs> gone out super hard. She's just laughing, high-fiving people, and just hammering. Uh, yeah. Uh, Impressive. As usual, huge international fields there. Uh, some yeah. some countries we don't always see represented on the trail scene. Uh, I saw a, a Moroccan runner in fourth place on the yeah. men's side. Two Kenyans in the top ten. Yeah. Um, Remy Benet was in the top the ten. Race take off. Those guys went out five minute yeah. mile pace. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was insane. Apparently, uh, for the Americans, Courtney dropping down in distance, uh, squeaking yeah. out a top ten on you know something a little bit outside her comfort zone. And and you know to speak of what Kat was saying earlier about uh, about Camille Courtney, that's you know, working on maybe not her weaknesses, but, you know, building that, that mountain strength and, and some speed yeah. and some vert. And, yeah. you know, that seems like a decent setup for hard rock. Uh, I would think, I think so. uh, you know, you love, love to see Killian there, uh, coming yeah. back for hard rock and speaking of hard rock, he Dakota, Dakota Jones on, uh, in 11th on the men's side, who's going to be making his return to hard rock. And, you know, Dakota now, uh, 11th at, at Zagama and, uh, you know, a, a wire to wire, win at the canyons 50k um showing you know speed and vert uh in those two races uh i i don't know that that when we saw the start list for hard rock i don't know that most of us thought that dakota would be in the top three to five but uh he he certainly could be we we need to rethink that he he could certainly be up there with with the way his form looks uh max king continue continuing his early season form has been running really well at, at shorter distances and and uh 16th place uh, at Zagama, and I think first master finisher there. Um, Cool. Uh, What else has caught your eye recently? Uh, Well, a couple of big FKTs in our our local area, East Coast. Oh, yeah. Up in the Catskills. We have uh, our mate Steve Lang went out there and crushed the uh, Wittenberg Cornell slide loop. Just this weekend, Uh, right? Yeah, 2.25, I think his time was. And Uh, and, that's that's fast. And that's coming off of the Devil's Path. Yeah, doing the Devil's Path FKT as well, 4.30. So, yeah, two massive, like, big, big competitive FKTs in the Catskills. Uh, you know, that Wittenberg-Cornell slide loop is very hard. You know, it's quite yeah. technical in spots. Oh, yeah. um, you know, there's some really, really tough running on it. Uh, I mean, 
it would have been nice if the day we went, you'd remembered your shoes and you might know just yeah. what that looks like. But yeah, nope, that was uh, that was a fun one to try in a pair of boat shoes. I, I made it about four <laughs> miles, I think, in that that that. And then, and then I think I ran back and forth on the road just waiting for you to finish. That was yeah, my first experience with the Cornell. Those boating, those boating slippers of yours. <laughs> you got the FKT downhill. Which, <laughs> I guess no grip will do that for you. <laughs> um, yeah, and sticking with the East Coast, uh, Quest for the Crest, uh, the 50K. Yeah. Uh, just recently, David Hedges, another guy who we've mentioned quite a bit on the pod recently and uh, had that awesome, awesome battle with Max at Breakneck Ridge. Uh, wound up outrunning Avery Collins in the closing stages to win Crest for the Crest. Uh, Sabrina was there taking the win for the second year in a row uh, on the women's the side. race in uh, France, Seth Ruling. Seth Ruling, yep. Threw a nice one down there. So that And Maxi race, I think, is like 90K. It's a little over 50 miles, I think. Uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so that that's right in Seth's wheelhouse, that kind of 50 to 100K, or a 50 mile to 100K range, I think. Yeah. Um, still a young guy. He'll, he'll I'm sure shine when we get up to the 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 longer distances and mm-hmm. it, we mentioned him earlier the defending champ and coming back at uh the 52k at broken arrow this weekend so yep. you know certainly looks in form there um what else did i see oh uh definitely have to mention all the uh, well not all of because every weekend there are five to eight uh backyard uh <laughs> races going on all over the world but the big news of of the backyard in the backyard world this spring was that the backyard masters in germany which is kind of a um almost like an all-star uh field where they they it's all invited runners you need at least i think 40 yards or something in the past to even right. make the the field there and uh, we did see a new backyard world record uh miren geertz uh from belgium going 90 yards 375 miles um with uh Ke- ireland's keith keith russell with the assist um but yeah uh you know that's <laughs> i don't even know what to say they went for almost four days yeah i just think this whole backyard format is just it's so amazing it's so incredible it's the best it's the best endurance how far it goes i mean it will be it'll be in the history books this stuff i mean it's gonna you know just seeing we, we're gonna see five days coming up we're gonna see six days i mean this is just like amazing it's wild yeah, it's so much it's fun wild. To I, I, you know, a year ago, I would have said we were five years away from 100 yards, but I think it's going down within a year now. It's yeah. it's um, it's unbelievable how, you know, people are starting to game this thing out and really figure out the strategy. And uh, it, it's just it's one of my favorite things to follow is, is that sort of stuff. I wanted to shout out Ruperto Romero, who, uh, you know, yeah. Phil makes makes you look like a, a young man. Yeah, but no, <laughs> 58 guys, years guys. old, again, winning the San Diego 100 for, I think, the fourth time now uh, winning outright. Yeah. And, uh, you know, early contender for age-graded race of the year, for sure, performance yeah. of the year there. Um, anything else? Uh, Cayuga Trails, not quite the uh, marquee event maybe that it's been in the past, but still some good performances. Ryan Clifford ran a 718 there, which is pretty good on that course um, yeah. for, the, for a, a pretty dominant win. And uh, Erica Mitchell uh, out of Minnesota coming in for the women. Uh, but yeah, not not the depth that we've normally seen. Um, well, like when you and I used to show up there, that was when the real class. Yeah, exactly, in. exactly. Well, <laughs> right. But I, uh, to be fair, right. I mean, the times that we would run that would get us, you know, in the yeah. back half of the top fifteen are now kind of top five times. So uh, yeah, it, it, hopefully that will kind of bounce back a little bit in terms of the field strength because you know, still yeah. a, a a great course, great beautiful, beautiful course. Very obviously. good race. Um, shorter distance stuff last weekend, uh, the Vail mountain games, the 10 K, which has been going on for quite some time. That was one of the, like the original 
kind of uh, big stage trail races when trail running was first coming to the fore. Uh, Joe Gray winning for the eighth time there. Um, that guy yeah, is just was... just unstoppable. Uh, he just yeah. does not slow down. And a uh, good friend of the pod, former guest, Danny Moreno, uh, winning yeah. for the women, opening her season there. As and she, they, uh, uh, they picked up two and a half grand each. I believe that's the case, yeah. Yep. Let's hope the old IRS doesn't listen into the podcast. <laughs> for more than one reason yeah exactly uh the grand slam started uh old dominion good friend of the pod chad right. lassiter our old buddy chad lassiter winning the, the the first race in the grand slam right yeah yeah and uh yeah you think he's you think he's the man to beat huh i think so my money's on him he's yeah. uh he's a stout runner i mean he's shown us both a clean pair of heels on more than one occasion i think yeah yeah and um, uh, yeah, has, any more than one occasion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yes, certainly has the has the know how and the uh, and the experience to do it. Um, yep. Finisher you of TDG in the from past, us, of course, right? What's that? You learn everything from us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Kathleen Kusick, uh winning for the women East Coast uh, Trail Standout. Yeah. He's also been doing it forever. That's those those are two two uh, long in the tooth folks getting it done there. Uh, yep. At, at Old Dominion, a historic race. That race has been around for like 40 years, maybe more. Wow. Yeah. That, that's one of, well, obviously one of the Grand Slam races, one of the originals. That's uh, kind of about all I got there. Um, yeah. Harvey it's Lewis. Harvey hot, Lewis you know? had a, a course record at the fans, 24 hour, 148 miles. Very dominant yeah. win there. Um, so, and he, he's going to be at um, Badwater and will be at Leadville later this year. Um, not to mention yeah. Biggs. Um you know, so he's starting again to put together one of those years that'll have him in contention for Ultra Run of the Year. It'll be fun to see where he goes in the big races. And and a quick shout out to uh, fellow swapper Michelle Magagna. Magagna? Magagna? The, the outright win at Kettle Moraine, breaking the women's course record by over an hour and uh, wow. beating all the men in the process. Um, always love to see that from, uh, from a fellow swap team member. So good on you there. All right, Phil. I think we did it. Seems yeah. pretty good. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to to states next weekend or in two weeks, whenever that's coming up. And uh, we'll come on and do a recap after that. And then what's uh, what's on the docket? Oh, states uh, same day as states for you. You'll you'll be up in yeah. the cats again as Man you usually are. Revenge. Be up there uh, trying to contend with the Devil's Path. You know, Devil's Path uh, and more. Yeah, so one of the one of the best races around. You know, who else so, are you get, yeah. who else are you going to see there? Who's going to be there? Um, Steve Lang is he? Is, is he on there. the? He's on the list. Yeah, he did a training run the other day on some of the course, and he, you know, he was definitely, definitely flying. I mean, he's looking, he's looking good, a bit further than he's been used to, but you know, I think he's uh, he's smart enough to handle it well. Yeah. So, yep, should be should be exciting year in the Catskills. Awesome, awesome. So we'll reconvene after that, and we'll see hear how that goes. We'll recap states. We'll look ahead to. Uh, an exciting summer at Hard Rock and, and Leadville and, and, of course, the big show at UTMB. So uh, plenty more where, where this has come from. It's all getting hot in the world of ultra. Yeah, exactly. That time of year. I mean, two of our favorite times. One, Passover. Two, summer racing season. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for listening. Please tune in next time. We were, we're going to get some guests on again soon. We've been a little bit uh, lax on, on bringing people on. But uh, now that I pick Camille to win Western States, maybe she'll come on the show. So. Uh, Good luck with that. Be safe out there, and until next time in the pain cave, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Broken down and beaten up, the years have been long enough, but I'm not dead. 
not jaded, just been faded Like a good old pair of jeans Rusted like a proud old car that's drove a little too far and seen Too much rain But long ago as a child I look about the night sky and wild wonder man And ride the bus and feel upset to think of all